Trigger warning. In the pursuit of comedy we have in this episode, wound up at a place where the show contains the sound of voice acting vomiting. After the show, it occurred to us that we should put a trigger warning before the episode to let people know that there is the comedic sound of fake vomiting contained within. We apologize, and if that's upsetting, skip this episode and just go on to the next one. These are all standalone adventures, so you're not missing any critical plot or anything. All right, well, here it is. Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. Today's story has five possible endings to it, which I'll read after the end. But before that, we are joined today by... Sinclair! Hello there! I'm a half-elf warlock with the patronage of Haros, the ferryman. I'm about five foot eight with a slight build. And presently, I'm wearing a nice tailored jacket with a vest. And I have my faithful companion Malachi by my side. Hello there! Cecil. Hi everyone, my name's Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, and today I'm going to be wearing this beautiful red pirate coat and a pirate hat as long and uh, britches that you might see on uh, someone such as a sailor or a pirate. Um, also, I'm a first level human rogue, and I come from the city of Nicomoy. It's really nice to meet y'all. I love it. It is very Kenneth from 30 Rock. It's perfect. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's what I was going for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Wing and Nugget. Hello. Uh, my name is Wing. I am a uh, Kenku Covidian rogue. Uh, I wear a nice black hoodie. And with me, I have my lifelong friend and egg pal, uh, Nugget. Say hi, Nugget. <laughs> he is a golden drake uh, baby cup right now. You are all in the port city of Jishope, the largest city in the entire country of Guasso. Seagulls cry out in the blue sky overhead. Children chase each other around on the sand. And adults grill charred-smelling food using public barbecues on the grassy lawn of a seaside park. To the east, tall buildings stretch upwards, and to the west is the blue, blue ocean. The time of this adventure is set before your characters joined the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild. You've each heard a rumor that a fire-breathing kitten is here in Jishope. The three of you are separate and haven't met yet for the first time. I sent you all a message to ask what your character would be up to in the country's largest port city. Players, what did each of you say? Well, I was sent here to do one final errand for my dear friend Paragotti of Paragotti & Co. And now that that's wrapped up, I'm just going to head to the seaside and t- take in some sun and enjoy the waves. Perhaps curl up with a good book. See if Malachi can find anything shiny that may or may not find its way into my pocket. And I came here because I want to prove to my daddy, whose name is Lord Reginald Canterbury, that I can be my own man and be a pirate if I want to, just like old Bean said I could. And now, I did go out on a few boats, and uh, on the first boat, I went out and I got sick, and I threw up on the captain, and then, but it was okay, I got on another boat, but I threw up on a, a different person, but it wasn't the captain, but they didn't ask me not to come back again, so... 
So I'm feeling kind of down today, but I think I'll, I'll be okay. Wing is uh, busy training his people tracking skills, and he is currently helping a young dwarven boy find his uh, poor papa, who seems to have a little bit of a problem with uh, the old bottle. Uh, I did find him, uh, only he was already slightly inebriated, so currently I am trying to uh, remove his uh, rather large body from a uh, dockside tavern. He is quite heavy, but luckily I have uh, Nugget with me, who is helping me drag him along. Right, Nugget? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we are going to do each of you guys one at a time. It's going to require a little bit of patience, but you're each going to get a chance to roleplay. We're going to start out at the docks. Cecil, you are at the docks. Brown, horizontal stripes of wood planks stretch out over the water into the blue ocean. Seagulls caw as they fly overhead. The Jishop docks are huge. Boats are tied at various intervals. Far off at the end of the dock, there's a crowd of people. Cecil, please do a perception check. All right. I rolled a 14. That passes. A piece of paper trash is tumbling down the dock from the crowd, blown by the wind. Paper trash? Well, who could be littering here? I'll take it. Can I, can I grab it? You can. All right. It's a flyer, and it says, Are you excited by the prospect of treasure? Do you wish to sail with legendary pirates? Are you interested in rewards beyond gold, and also gold? Come to the docks today, and maybe you can hunt treasure with the dread pirate himself, the great Captain Artichoke the Fourth. Oh my god. This is fate. <laughs> Where on the docks is Captain Artichoke, do I know? Can I find my way to Captain Artichoke the Fourth? Because I'd like to introduce myself to him. Because I like treasure, and gold, and also other things. <laughs> this is exciting. Well, there's the crowd at the end of the docks. Oh, Oh, there's the crowd. The crowd must be around Captain Artichoke's boat. Well, I'm going to mosey myself right over to that crowd and see if I can push my way gently and kindly to the front. You see a very, very long queue, a line of people, leading to a large floating boathouse. You are not the only one who has gotten this message. It seems the entire city has turned out to go treasure hunting. Perception check? Ooh, this time I only rolled an eight. Okay, so I'm going to give you partial information. Off in the distance, a pure black, very imposing pirate ship is anchored. But you don't get any more information than that. You just can see from this distance it has a skull and crossbones. Well, I think that's probably a pirate ship out there. (laughs) And I bet Captain Artichoke the Fourth is out on it. But I have been wrong before. I will skip some info and say, A steady stream of people climbs down the ladder into the floating boathouse, and then from a side door going out again climbing from the boathouse back up onto the dock and dejectedly walking back to the city. As you stand there, make a perception check. Good luck. All right. Oh, no. I only rolled a three this time. It seems that I'm very distracted by the pirate ship around, and I just can't notice anything else. (laughs) Can I get in line? Yes, you get in line. In front of you, a delicious smell is wafting because somebody is eating cookies. Oh, well, okay. So I I say, tap me on the shoulder and I say, excuse me. My name's Cecil Chainerman Canterbury and I'm here in line waiting to be a pirate. I couldn't help but notice that you have some delicious smelling cookies with you. Might I take a whiff? I'm a big fan of smelling things. 
<laughs> they are a one foot tall gnome and they turn around and look up at you. He gave you one cookie. How is it? Is it good? I'm going to roll for which cookie you got. Oh no. Oh, it was the plain shortbread kind. Oh, well, this is just garbage. <laughs> Maybe the seagulls will like it because I sure don't. I crush it up and I just put it surreptitiously on the dock so maybe a seagull could have a snack. All right. And they point to a child's home-constructed roadside stand, which is also on the pier. You don't know how you missed it. It's labeled Sea Scout Cookies. And if you'd like to purchase some cookies while waiting in line, you can. An eight-year-old fire genasi girl sits behind the stand, piles of cookies in front of her, studying what appears to be a necromancy textbook. The gnome turns around and continues eating their own cookies. What are you doing? I will ask the girl if she has any of those caramel delights, because those ones, those, now, now that I could eat a whole box. The fire genasi raises her head from the necromancy textbook and says, We have sea snaps, dragon thins, elven logs, and ghost banes. Yeah, it's the elven logs that are the good ones. Oh, yeah. Could I please have a box of elven logs? That'll be one gold. Wow, that is an expensive box of cookies. But all right, here you go. I sure I'll make more as a pirate. <laughs> she hands you a box of cookies. Yeah, all right. You managed to make it to the boathouse by climbing down the ladder, having passed your time eating elven logs. <laughs> it, it doesn't really sound appetizing because it sounds like I'm in an elf poo, but it's actually really delicious. You climb down the ladder and you step onto the floating platform, but unnervingly, when your feet hit the boathouse's floating platform, it bobs and moves under your feet. Please make a constitution oh saving throw, Cecil. Oh, no. I don't think this is going to be good. Oh, I rolled a nine. Really? Yeah, I rolled a nine. You will vomit in two seconds. What do you do? I turn around so I'm facing away and I see the dock and I, oh God, and I do the four finger thing in front of my mouth like that. And, and I turn and I try to get most of it into the ocean if I can. You do no, get most nobody. of it into the ocean. Oh, thank No one wants to clean up my vomit. I just saw all elven logs everywhere. The elven logs have left the building. <laughs> uh, so yeah. as you walk into this boathouse, which is rocking on the floating platform you see a table oh, I'm most definitely green at this point yeah you see a table at the far end with three people sat behind it one person in the middle is wearing a waistcoat and pantaloons he's got dark brown hair and a neat beard the other two look like security pirates three short under two feet tall figures you ate a cookie from one of them are standing with their young backs to you facing the table the pirates at the table tilt their necks together, convening, then shake their heads. The three preteen gnomes dejectedly shoulder past you, Cecil, to the ladder to return to the dock. It looks like they didn't pass? Cut the muster? I don't know. All right. You are left alone with the pirates. The waves gently sway the platform the boathouse floats upon. What do you do to impress them? Oh, and Cecil, the waves bob the platform. Do another constitution saving throw. All right, this time I got it. I'm going to be okay. I'm feeling good. I rolled a 21, so I feel like I'm probably okay. After the cookies have left me, feel a little bit better. Less to throw up. You pass. Your stomach All fights right. its way up your throat, but you stomp it down. I take a big swallow, 
and I straighten up my pirate coat. I brush off a little bit of vomit that I got on there. And I make sure that my pants are all nice and puffy the way they're supposed to be. And I saunter over to those men and I say, Greetings, I'm Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury and I'm here about becoming a pirate. I was told I could talk to Captain Artichoke the Fourth, and I hope that that's you, sir. Arr, that's me. I will recite a sonnet. This was a bad choice because I don't know any sonnet. Um, instead, no, I will do an interpretive dance about how piratry is actually a wonderful lifestyle to choose. Please roll a performance check. Oh, don't worry, I will. Oh, it is unfortunate because I have a plus four in performance and I just rolled a one. That means a five. Oh, no. So I believe that the, the rocking of the waves really affected and impacted the quality of the dance performance that I was able to do for this pirate man here. Oh, your story ends here. <laughs> you end up back on the dock having not made the cut. You don't get to become a pirate because of the dance that we're all picturing in our mind right now. But um it was a beautiful it tried to be beautiful. There was a lot of rowing and cannonry and um I I bloomed like a flower at one point, but I hang my head in sorrow as I leave the boat and I'm I'm not ashamed to admit I bought another box of the of the elven logs. Aw. Food helps. Yeah. Aw. And so that you guys know, what he would have said if he hadn't rolled one was, Arr, you make a fine display. And then more stuff. A page more stuff. Setting the page down. All right, we are now in a street outside a tavern overlooking the dock and the beach. Wing, you are standing outside the Wigman, a local bar. In your Corvidian hands is the heavy, slumped figure of a slightly conscious, very drunk dwarf man. The child who hired you... Ludwig, who had had to wait outside the wingman, not being of age to go in the bar, rushes to help him stand up. Uh, here you go. He seems to be uh, a little bit under the weather, but I'm sure you can manage to get him home. Uh, I'm happy you, uh, you are reunited with your dada. The man in your arms drunkenly slurs, Hey, get your hands off me. Uh, yes, yes, sir, of course. I will uh, unhand you immediately. The dwarf man crumples to the ground groans and doesn't make any quick motions to stand up oh oh dear uh little boy are you are you capable of lifting him up because i kind of did what you asked me to do so i think my job here is done ludwig <laughs> tries to pick up jeffrey i'm gonna roll a strength check for ludwig it's not very good ludwig props him up off the ground in a sitting position and he says father Father, you've got to stop drinking like this. He struggles to adjust his backpack. It's making it more difficult to him to hold his father because it looks really heavy for this small dwarf child to carry. I have an out-of-game aside. Is this the same Jeffrey that that I made up? He's from the episode Rabbit Sands. So there's lots of Jeffreys. Yeah. Yeah. We have a it's last name. a popular name. fantasy name. Yeah. <laughs> We have we have definite last name requirement here in the Fire Breathing Kittens for sure. Um, all right. Uh, anyway, so it looks really heavy for this small dwarf child to carry. Oh, but I guess if people do want to know, there are no new characters this episode, so um, they're all recycled. 
So you've heard them somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, so <clears throat> it looks really heavy for this small dwarf child to carry. Oh, well, uh, I see you also have a very heavy backpack. Why don't you uh, either carry your dad or carry your backpack and give the other to me? Then we can do it together. I can help you a little more. I have some time. Okay. Ludwig struggles and takes off his heavy backpack. Clink! It jangles as it hits the ground. This backpack is packed to the brim with copper pieces. Hundreds of them. And by the way, copper pieces for conversion. I'm thinking a gold is $10, which would make a silver a dollar. Yeah. Hundreds of pennies are in this bag. He scoops out handfuls of them to pay you, Wing. Oh no, that that's okay. That's okay. I'm just I'm just trying to get you back with your dad. I don't need uh, any payment for that. That's uh that's unusual. Nobody ever pays me for this. That's don't don't be weird about it. Thank you, Mister. And he's still unable to move his dad and the backpack at the same time. Okay, I help him take off the backpack and I say, Nugget, you're a big and strong here. And I put the backpack on Nugget's back and Nugget is basically squashed. <laughs> like oh. I'm I'm sorry, Nugget. I that you are still tiny. Okay, just give me that. Yes, I know. Uh, I take the backpack and I put it on myself. See if I can carry it better. And together you head out into the town. He's able to move because of your assistance. That's so nice of you. All right. We move on to the beach. Sinclair, you are reclining on a beach chair on the sand. Your eyes are closed. Your head tilted back. Shade from a palm tree, swaying, occasionally passes over your face. Seagulls call in, in the distance. The waves rhythmically crash. A group of children has gathered, and one is shouting incredibly loudly. <laughs> it's interrupting your vacation. <laughs> well, as much as I would love peace and quiet and serenity, the beach is open to the public, and I must remember not to make a scene. Malachi... Please make a scene on the children for me. So I will have Malachi fly over and start dive-bombing the children. Uh, you, as birds do sometimes. You know, just fly in, get really close, and then flare up and just try and scare them to be somewhere else and stop interrupting my peace and quiet. All right, I'm going to roll a dice. Absolutely. Okay, the children fail to stop the dive-bombs. They scatter, and a young, approximately 11-year-old child wearing a sundress is surrounded by other children. She has good berries in her hair, which tells you that as a dryad, she's probably closer to 111 than 11 years old. She's holding a briefcase and is making some kind of speech. When the bird dive bombs them, uh, her speech get, gets cut short. The last thing you heard before they scattered was... Finally, bank accounts for long-lived miners. 50 years old, but still a child? End this oppression. Open your own bank account. 8% return per month. At the end of a year, 100 gold would be 196. Every year, guaranteed. There's no risk. We're giving regular people the birds gathering overhead. It's getting ominous. You're laughing. We're giving regular people the chance to do what rich people are doing anyway. Have a bank account all your own. No adult guardian required. The bird is eyeing her. It's getting closer. Make your own financial decisions. 8% return per month. A child Malachi, asks... Malachi, go for the briefcase. <laughs> Malachi starts dive bombing. A child asks at the very last moment, Where does the 8% return come from? 
And she says, we're a nonprofit. The initial financial backing came from the Sea Scouts, and now we generate our returns from Commodities Exchange. And that is when Malachi hits her right in the back of the head. She crumples forward, her briefcase flying up in the air. Malachi gets it with his feet, uh, flies up about 30 feet. I'm going to do a strength check for Malachi. Ooh, drops the suitcase on her as well. <laughs> and, then, and the children scatter. Being dive-bombed by a bird is not what they had in mind today. All right, well. Oh, thus Malachi. Thus the child's revolution on the beach. Oh, Malachi, I wanted you to scare them, not knock them unconscious. Oh, oh dear. I, I will saunter over to, uh, is she unconscious? No, no, she's not. She was knocked down, but she quickly stands up, gathers, dusts off her green sundress, gathers her briefcase and flees oh oh uh i i have malachi come back to me oh oh dear that was a little excessive don't you think um why why couldn't you get the briefcase i i understand you're only a, a raven but it couldn't have been that heavy could it ah but at least with the children gone i can go back to enjoying this wonderful serene peaceful beach is is there anything else that uh, might be interrupting my nap. No, you have successfully removed all interruptions. Ah. Next time, Malachi, firmer grip. And try not to cause damage to a child. I can't afford that right now. That's a terrible lawsuit. <laughs> Alrighty. And that wraps up the scene with each of you. Cecil has failed to become a pirate. Wing has very kindly helped a child find their drunken father and, and transport them back home. And Sinclair will not be disturbed. <laughs> All right. I feel like I want to invest in that dry as bang. 8% return is excellent. <laughs> well, <laughs> what is an investment? <laughs> so, everyone, you first came to Jishope because you heard there was a fire-breathing kitten here, and you've been wanting, meaning, to join the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild. Let's all do a skill challenge so you can find that fire-breathing kitten in the bustling port city. A skill challenge is a storytelling scenario where the party as a whole needs to succeed six times on ability checks before reaching three failures. On your turn, set up your dilemma yourself, so, like, create the conflict. Describe how you try to overcome it, and then roll your d20 and add your ability modifier to find out if you do. For example, I'm on the moon, and I need to jump, so I roll an athletics check to jump. And then you add your plus five athletics, and you jump, and you reach the top of the mountain, because the moon, you go really far. So that's an example of setting up a scenario, making your roll, and then seeing what you get. I've got a DC that I'll be applying all of your rolls to. Okay, so if the party gets six successes, you pass the skill challenge and achieve a favorable result, such as finding the fire-breathing kitten. If the party gets three failures, you fail the skill challenge and something bad will happen. The story will progress, but uh, less ideally. Each person can only use a skill, for example, that athletics jump on the moon, once during the entire skill challenge. The same skill also can't be used two people in a row. So, like, if the person before you used a skill, you must suddenly think of a different skill to use, because you can't use two in a row. 
So listen to what the person before you did. Okay, and spellcasters, you can expend a spell slot to gain advantage on your roll if you justify it with storytelling. Everyone, please roll initiative. That would be a 20. That is a dirty 20 for me as well. I also rolled a 20. All right, what are all your dex modifiers? Three. Three as well for me. Also three. (laughs) All right, everybody roll again. (laughs) We could go in alphabetical order or by height. Someone should should calculate the odds of this. I rolled an 18. A 16. A 10 for me this time. Oh, look at that. That's how it's supposed to go. Okay, all right. Yeah, we did it. Good job, everybody. (laughs) I'm proud of you. We created a descending order. (laughs) Claire. Okay, Cecil, Wing, Sinclair. Did I do that right? Probably. All right. Cecil, you are up first. Okay, so we're in the city and we're trying to find this guy. Okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my acrobatics ability to climb up on a building on top of it so I can see very far away and see if I can see where this fire-breathing kitten might be. It's going to be like Assassin's Creed up in this. (laughs) Okay. And I rolled... A 13. Oh, unfortunately, you did not anticipate the anti-crow and Cecil spikes that were placed on this building to prevent pigeons and crows from roosting there. You place your hand, like Assassin's Creed, to grab the edge of the building. But what's your AC? My AC is 13. Okay, it doesn't doesn't hit you. So, like, it, it slides off of... Are you wearing armor or something? Yeah, I have some leather armor on. It's very nicely tooled. I got it at a special shop. Okay. It has a scratch in it now because it protected you from a spike on the side of this building. And oh. you tumble to the ground. You aren't injured by this. You land on your feet, but you're not getting to the top of that building. Now, about the scratch, is this something that Stanley could buff out? Yes. All right, good. That could have been terrible. One fail for the group. If you get three, you get the less favorable outcome. I'm sorry. I'm leading us towards less favorable. You're fine. I'll try to do better next time. I promise, guys. Aw, it's it's fine. Don't worry about it. Wing, you're up. Well, now that the Dwarven family is all back together, I think it's time. I went in search for these fire-breathing felines I have heard about. Apparently, they, they do pay people to find people or find treasure or something to find. Anywho, I would like to entertain the people so they are more willing to tell me where I can find these uh, fire-breathing felines. So I will have uh, Nugget do a little rolly dance and I will make music behind him. So I would like to do a performance to entertain and maybe convince people to tell me what they know. See, that is a 15 total. Okay, you pass. And what happens when you pass is that a small crowd gathers around you. They clap and cheer for your performance. You have their attention. Uh, thank you very much. My name is uh, Wing, and this is Nugget. And we are looking to join a very famous uh, guild, the Fire Breathing Felines. Have you all heard of these? Uh, I, I expect them to be in the city. The crowd has heard one, uh, let's see, oh. an asthmatic preteen orphan. Uh, wheezes and steps forward and all of the players made faces. That's oddly specific. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, an asthmatic preteen orphan human steps forward and says, <laughs> I've encountered them before. They chased me one time down an alley, but that was in Nikimui. Oh, are, are they known for chasing down asthmatic children? Because I'm reconsidering <laughs> whether I want to meet them. Yeah, they're not great. And then they tried to buy me cupcakes. It was really weird. And this character is Luke from the episode Puzzles in Pickpockets. He was a small child back then, and now he's preteen. Ah, oh, time flies. <laughs> Still didn't drop the asthma, though. Well, at least they got you cupcakes afterwards, so that's that's pretty nice. I, I guess. They were good cupcakes. But yeah, they chased me down an alley, and everyone else fled, and they caught me because I was the slowest. Why would you want to join them? Oh, I did steal their purse, but... Oh, that's no reason to chase someone down who has breathing problems. I, it's, this person gets stolen all the time. They are they are insured. It's a victimless crime. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, they tell you that the you passed and you have the information. The fire-breathing kittens are based in Nikamui, which is not Jishope. Different city. Oh, dang it. Nugget, we were uninformed again. Oh, Why don't we know how to read world maps? And now, Sinclair. So you can't use performance. Well, Malachi, I suppose we did come here with uh, a mission in mind, not just to enjoy this wonderful, relaxing day. Oh, oh, that crowd over there, they look like a bunch of well-informed people. What do you say we uh, pretend to be a fire-breathing kitten already and see if they might direct us to our future co-worker? So I'm going to head on over with Malachi perched on my shoulder and... Hello! You look like a, a group of well-informed and well-read individuals. Could you direct me to one of my fellow fire-breathing kittens? I hear they're set up here in town. I'd like to roll deception. That would be a 23. Let's see what that crowd knows. Can you describe the crowd? They, they look like they're fairly well-off. Yeah, They're wearing nicer clothes. One of them has a shopping bag just overflowing with a new dress. Uh, she looks absolutely peached to be having this day out on the town. And then uh, another one, could be her brother, I'm not entirely sure. He's wearing a fine top hat with a cane. Okay, you have encountered Evelyn and William Devito, gnomes. They say to you, yes, you've lost your friends. You could probably find them at the bar, and they're going to direct you to the wingman. Thank you so much. You've been such a big help. How can I thank you? We will accept gold. Ah. Well, what's money to a fire-breathing kitten? And I'll uh, flip a gold piece to them. Nice. Subtract one gold from your inventory. I'm going to add one gold to Evelyn's inventory. She's going to buy herself another dress. Ah, so that was deception and wing... Uh, you are kind of in the vicinity of the bar, and Sinclair's kind of in the vicinity of the bar, so you guys are close to one another now. Right. Okay. We've done three rolls. I'm going to decrease the number from six to five, because it's going to take a long time. Cecil, we're back to you. You can't do deception. Well, that's fine. Um, I'm going to look for the nearest shipbuilding area, and I'm going to walk in, and I'm going to tell them that my daddy is 
a shipwright in Nicomoy and that they might know who he is and that they sent that I'm here and that maybe they could help me. And so I'm going to use persuasion. What do you say? And what does your dice roll? All right. Well, I walk into the nearest shipwright facility and oh, thank you, Di, for moving over from that one. I saw you trying to land on that. Um, I rolled 17. But so I walk in and I say, Hi, everyone. My name's Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, and my daddy's name is Lord Reginald Canterbury. And I was hoping that you could help me find a place I'm looking for in this city here. I come from Nicomore, you see, and it's just, it's not the largest city, but we also have a port. And my daddy, like I said, he is a shipwright. So if y'all could help me, I'm trying to find this. He's a fire-breathing kitten, he or she, I'm not sure. And they seem to be in this town right now. Could you please help? Lord Reginald Canterbury, oh, are you that rich yacht owner? The owner of the yacht that's anchored out in the ocean? And you glance... That's, and that's my daddy's yacht, yeah. Well, that's not correct. But there's definitely a really fancy yacht anchored in the harbor right now. Super nice. Very expensive. I look at it. Is it... It's not my daddy's yacht? It's not your daddy's yacht. Oh, okay. Is it my mommy's yacht? No, it's an unknown yacht. Oh, well, that's really... No, I'm sorry, that's not my, uh... Mine's... Nasser. But you have gained some information (laughs) that this, not as nice as your yacht, (laughs) is in the harbor. Pass. Good job. Next up, uh, wing. You cannot do persuasion. All right, well, I have learned something very important. Uh, Fire-breathing kittens like to chase asthmatic children. And since I am kind of small... Uh, I would like to use my mimicry to uh, impersonate the wheezing voice of the small child I was talking to earlier uh, and go around and say, oh no, I have accidentally acquired a handbag that was not mine this morning. If Hopefully there is no fire-breathing kittens around that will chase me. Wheeze! Wheeze! <laughs> <laughs> what skill check are you rolling? <laughs> I would like to use deception with my mimicry ability. Okay. Oh, man. All right. What's your roll? A 17. That is a pass. Round four passes and one failure. All right. Everyone around you believes that you have acquired a purse that was not yours and that you're a wheezing person. I'm going to do a quick what's in your vicinity roll. Oh, no. A police officer? (laughs) So a city guard is in your vicinity. Uh, and steps over to you and says, can I be of assistance? She looks like she's a no-nonsense person. <laughs> ah, you seem big and strong. You must be one of them fire-breathing felines. Hello, I was looking to find you. Okay, let's see a knowledge check on her. Whoa. Uh, okay, all right. I worked with the fire-breathing kittens. They brought... Let's see, what did they do? Oh, God, they've done so many things in Jishope. <laughs> Picking from the list of things. They brought us an artifact that we had to destroy. I remember that very clearly. She was involved in the Rabid Sands episode. They seem like good people. What are what are you going on about that they're chasing you? Oh yes, I've heard they have an affinity for asthmatic children, so I was I was seeing if they would like to talk to me about that. They did definitely shoot a child with an arrow several times, but I don't remember them. Having an affinity for asthmatic children, that's a new one, but I wouldn't put it past them. They're well-intentioned, but the results speak for themselves. 
indeed. Uh, well, you seem to know them. Do you know where I can I can find them? Yes, they're based in Nicomui, <laughs> the city across the country. You probably won't be able to find them here, although the gold records are based here if you'd like to join a guild. Do you want me to show you to where they are? Oh, yes, please. That sounds like a very good idea. Oh, damn this topography. <laughs> and on the way, she's going to ask you quietly about the purse that you acquired. Oh, no, don't worry. It was actually a, a deceitful uh, intent for my part. Uh, I only have this little golden nugget. I know, the nugget. Aw, and Honey. she she loves nugget and tries to pet nugget. And as you guys walk away together, you are now leaving the vicinity of the wingman and you're heading towards the downtown area where... Now, the gold records are a little bit different than the fire-breathing kittens. They have like a central downtown located guild hall and it's nice and multi-story and looks very official. <laughs> Doesn't look like a bar. <laughs> you're heading towards that. Oh no, the fire-breathing kittens aren't nice. So you are now in the very fancy downtown area. We're back to Sinclair. You can't use deception for several reasons. <laughs> well, that's uh, totally fine. I think I overheard the Kenku saying that he stole a purse, but it looks like he got picked up by the police. First rule of purse snatching. Don't advertise that you snatched the purse. I will have to teach him how to be a proper purse snatcher. Anywho... I understand there's a fire-breathing kitten in that bar. I would like to investigate. So I'm going to go inside and just meander around and see what I can overhear, do a little small talk, and actually use the investigation skill to try and figure out who among the patrons, or maybe the owner, I don't know, might be the kitten. Ooh, uh, that is not good. That's a ten total. Ooh, <laughs> You're in the bar. You're overhearing conversations. You're listening in. You're eavesdropping. You're steering conversation. You mention a fire-breathing kitten to a very drunk patron. And that drunk patron who is, uh, they're just completely slime. You're not sure what gender, age, or race they are. They're just slime. Um, they say, oh, I recall an old, old legend about a fire-breathing kitten. But they were a super, super evil god of hell, I think. I don't know, it's been a really long time since anyone worshipped them. And the fire-breathing kitten god has mostly become forgotten myth. Just an old legend nobody believes in anymore. The slime person is demonstrating what a kitten looks like with their slime, making little figures. <laughs> it's like talking with your hands, but better. That sounds positively horrifying. At first I thought you meant that they were, like, gross. Like, like they were a slimy person. Like... Like maybe he was in the mob or something. <laughs> then I realized you meant an actual person made of slime. Yep. So took me a while, but I'm here. <laughs> He's, but he is in the mob though. Oh, gonna have to add that. <laughs> Listen, I'm not looking for a loan, uh, and that is a very interesting story. I'm looking. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking for a member of the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild, not an ancient evil god. I like to avoid those. And with your failure, this person talks your ear off for another hour about the fire-breathing kitten, old, ancient, uh, forgotten god. Yep. Cecil, we're at two failures and four passes. One way or another, you will end the skill challenge. You can't use acrobatics, persuasion, 
or I didn't write down Sinclair's. What did you just use? I just used investigation. Investigation. Okay, you can't use acrobatics, persuasion, right, no or pressure. investigation. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, am I also in the bar area? You were near the docks talking to shipbuilders. That is true, yes. Okay. Well, it's very lucky because the shipbuilders are in the same area as the map-making guild. And I am going to go and see if I can get a map from the map-making guild. I don't have any money, so I'm going to see if I can purloin one. And... Uh, I'm going to make a sleight of hand check to see if I can take one while appearing to look like I'm browsing for maps. As I am a sailor looking type, so it would be reasonable to assume that I might need a map or chart of the city, though. And then I could maybe use some skills to discern whereabouts he he would be. Okay, I'm going to roll my sleight of hand. Mm, My hands are quite slight, and I rolled an 18. All right, that passes. So I definitely pull the map and roll it up and put it into my jacket no one saw that is correct you are outside Mm -hmm. of the map store with your purloined map in hand how does that assist you it is the end of the skill challenge as i said i'm able to look on the map and use my enormous brain power to determine where the fire breathing kitten would be don't question it this is a fantasy (laughs) game for fun all right (laughs) you decide oh you stole a marauder's map (laughs) yeah and you see little figures walking around and you decide that the place where you should go is downtown so you're heading from the docks to downtown wing you you know you're just all it's the conclusion of the skill challenge you got so sick of the bar by the way sinclair that you are also heading downtown and all three of you end up Six successes, you pass, ending the skill challenge. All three of you stand outside a tall, official-looking stone building. You've arrived at a bank. (laughs) And with that, we are going to take a break for the end of part one. You are all at a bank, question mark. And joining us today were Sinclair. Hello there. I'd like to open an account and then make a very large withdrawal. Cecil. Thanks for playing, everybody. I'll see you in a few minutes. And Wing. Uh, no, thank you. I would not like to deposit my golden nugget. He will stay with me. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love, so go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front. 
or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. I brought a nugget. Nice. I love it. That's that's Lulu. Ah, he knows it. It is, but for now it's Nugget. It's Lulu the Holophant. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens. Everybody, please roll a d20. Oh, that's a 19. That's a 14. I rolled a 17. Okay, the number I'm holding up is a 5, which our listeners can't see. But who's the closest to 5? I think that might be me. Can you please tell us what happened last time? Well, last time on the previous part of Fire Breathing Kittens... Our trio of adventurers were in Jessup. They are hoping to enlist in the guild hall at the Firebreeding Kittens, but it looks like they got on the wrong end of the country. Sinclair was enjoying a nice day at the beach, ruined a young, aspiring entrepreneur's bank startup, and then tried to track down a Firebreeding Kitten, but instead found a very long-winded slime mobster sharing tales of ancient evil gods. Wing decided to help a young dwarf find his drunk father and get him out of a bar, help that young child get their bag back home, and then decided it would be fun to pretend to be a purse snatcher. And Cecil, the up-and-coming pirate, tried to enlist in the crew of the Dread Pirate, but unfortunately got seasick three times. After enjoying a delicious box of elvish lugs, he then found his way into a shipyard. (laughs) He found his way into a shipyard and was able to deduce that that yacht was not, in fact, his father's or his mother's or his own and shoplifted a map from the local cartographer's guild. I feel so guilty about that. Now the aspiring kittens find themselves outside of the bank. (laughs) Because things went well. <laughs> yes, it's been a resounding success. <laughs> this was a success. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for that. All of the people who were too drunk in part one or fell asleep have caught up. That's great. So, all three of you stand outside a tall, official-looking stone building. Wing, you recognize a familiar face. A young dwarf is standing at the edge of a crowd. You're outside of the bank, not in the bank. Sinclair, you saw a similar crowd earlier today that you scared away from the beach and drove here, also centered around this young dryad with good berries in her hair. Wing, the young dwarf who hired you earlier today is speaking up and says, Hey, this is sounding pretty good. I'd love a bank account so I don't have to lug around a backpack full of coppers anymore. How do I sign up? He calls to the young, green sundress-wearing dryad with good berries in her hair. Uh, I would like to approach him and like, Oh, hello, little boy. I see you, uh, you are here as well. Uh, what brings you to uh, to this, what do they call it, the bank? The dryad with good berries in her hair. She's a good berries dryad. Uh, She says, oh, no, not the bank. And she says it disdainfully like she doesn't like them. Uh, We are 
not allowed to open up accounts there, so we should make accounts for ourselves. And Ludwig goes, yeah! And he starts signing paperwork with Alessandria as she introduces herself to Ludwig. Oh, I'm actually quite interested in this, since I am 15, which is adult in Covidian years, but not adult in human years. It gets, they get it confused sometimes, so I would also like to know what this this whole deal is with money and investment. I have currently not not much money, so it would probably be good for me. Well, how much money do you have, Alessandria says. I have four silver pieces for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. And she will accept your four silver pieces. And she says, here's a receipt. And she hands you a receipt that says Bonaventura Halavi. And it gives you a projected growth rate of 8% per month. I did do the math on that on several numbers, but eight silver wasn't one of them. Um, Let me do that real quickly here. It's going to be so much money. (laughs) It's going to be so much money. Okay, four, eight silver times 1.08. You would have... Oh, four silver, not eight. It's even less. Four silver. Oh, no. Okay, four silver times 1.08. Three months from now, you will have five silver. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray! Incredible. (laughs) Do you hear that, Nuggets? We'll be 25% richer. Uh, I see this as an absolute win. (laughs) Okay, so Wing has signed up. Got it. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, uh, little girl. Uh, So, what protection do the investors of your bank have? Protection? Why would we register with a system designed to oppress us? The mainstream banks are motivated to make you desperate to open an account with them. If enough of us keep our money here, we're going to break their system one day. And she sounds very radical. (laughs) She, She sounds like she would never join forces with the main bank for any kind of insurance or... Yeah. Down uh, with the banks. Down with the banks. Allow me to rephrase. If if I were to, say, open an account with this institution here, uh, and I gesture to the bank here in Jessup, they ensure that my investment, even if they're robbed, is safe. They will cover the loss so that my money is guaranteed. If something were to happen to the people investing in your institution... Are you able to financially back their losses so that they would not take the loss? Do an insight check as she answers you. Oh, I'm going to be poor at this. Unless the dice are kind to me. Eighteen. Oh, the dice were very kind to you. Well, you know, the Sea Scouts cover any less than ideal returns from the money market, the commodities exchange. Yes, those Sea Scouts, the cookie people... They're good for it. And your 18 insight check tells you that she is not telling the truth. Oh, you're, you're close friends with the Sea Scouts. Uh, tell me, uh, what branch would we need to be contacting? And who at that branch would I be filling out a form for? Smoothly, she responds, oh, no, I'll handle all of it for you. I'm on your side. You see, she's on our side. It's all good. <laughs> uh, Oh. I didn't see you there. Uh, hello there. I'm Sinclair. Uh, you are... Oh, my name is Wing, and this is Nugget. And like, uh-oh, uh, Nugget will attempt to bite your shoe. Oh, no, no, no. Bad, bad Nugget thing. Bad. Those are very... <laughs> he is a trick. How dare you? 
bad drake. Those are wingtips. Those are very expensive. Uh, my dear wing, I think that she's trying to swindle you. I don't think you're going to be seeing that silver ever again if you leave it with her. I suggest Why you take swindle? that. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I have so much to teach you. I suggest you take that banknote, huh? exchange it back with her for your silver. No, but if I wait three months, he will give me five silver instead of four silver. So that's better. And all I have to do is exist for three months. Alessandria says, those who condemn wealth are those who have none. Cecil, what are you thinking? So I've been listening and I really like what she's saying. And I really think that the bird man over there has a really good idea about giving her money because he's going to get more money in just three months. And I don't have a lot since I moved out. So, Birdman, my name's Cecil Chamberlain Canterbury, and I gotta say, I think you're right. I think this is an excellent investment, and that you and I should 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 also invest in this, and that this man here is cynical, and he is just trying to keep this money for himself. I think he's gonna copy her business or do something like that, but it doesn't sound on the up and up. Yes, I think he's trying to do, uh, he mentioned a swindle. I think he's doing a swindle. <laughs> what does that word mean? Oh, my dear wing, I'm always doing a swindle. <gasps> he admitted it. Uh, where is that town guard I was with earlier? See, there it is. See, when people tell you who they are, believe them. That's what my mumsy says. <laughs> He's a swindler. That is some very wise words. Anyway, swindler, we're going to invest our money in this excellent investment, which has an 8% return guaranteed. Now, see, she's a dryad. I know. That they are very trustworthy people. <laughs> I'm writing down Cecil also signed up. <laughs> I gave her all my money, which is six silver. And um, I also have a few copper pieces. But I think I'll hang on to those just for pocket money. Okay. Six silver. That means, let's do the math. <laughs> She's going to give you an estimate. You see that nugget? That man has 50% more money than us. He is rich. <laughs> In... Ooh, in two months, you will have seven silver. That's amazing. It's fantastic doing business with you. Now, I'm curious, what? how are you doing this investment? What? What Are you investing in commodities or the stock exchange or cookies? Well, you know, we invest in the money market, the commodities exchange. That yeah. sounds right to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those are words. Okay, all right. I love how this has turned out. And is the I've money got... market like a market you can go to get money at? Because if it, you could tell me where it is, I can go and get some. <laughs> like a like uh, the grocery market, but for money. Do an insight check on her. Okay. I rolled a 13. You feel like she definitely knows where the money market is and that she is on your side doing the money market for you and, and that it's a very skilled thing. That, oh, well, you know, it's so easy to lose your money in the money market, so I handle that for you. Oh, you know what? You are absolutely right. I appreciate that you would go to such lengths to protect me and my money and my investments, knowing that it is all that I have in this world right now. Thank you for not taking advantage of me, because some people have said before that I'm a bit trusting. No. <laughs> a fool and their money are soon parted. <laughs> You're right, Malachi. Birds shouldn't talk. <laughs> Ex excuse you, sir. I am right here. Well, you're a bird man. That's different. 
I mean, you're a person. Oh, no, uh, Malachi is actually very well spoken. <laughs> Hello, my name is Wing. What is your name, pretty bird person? I'm not a person. I'm a bird. Malachi. I am confused. Oh, this this is Malachi. He's my uh, familiar, my envoy to Heros. Those are words. Yes. <laughs> He's my companion. You're a bird person, right? He's my companion. I mimic your voice. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very nice. That wasn't very nice. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I guess it is true what they say about Kenku. I thank you to not mimic me, sir. Okay, I'm sorry. It's force of heaven. All right. All's forgiven. <laughs> All forgiven. Well, uh, young bank woman, I, I suppose if you're taking on... <laughs> these financial institutions and the, these giants of industry. The next time uh, how I go many into branches a bank, do you have set up across the various cities? I'm going to do that. Young bank woman, I'd like to make deposits. <laughs> 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 okay, I have missed what you said. I'm sorry. I, was, no, I I'm got sorry. stuck on young bank woman. So, <laughs> sorry, say that again. A young bank woman. Uh, being such a giant up-and-coming entrepreneur in the financial industry and taking on these giants of economics, surely you must have branches in all the major cities. Where could we find you in Nicomoy, perhaps? I'm afraid this is the only branch I have right now. Oh, this building here. Oh, no, no, me. I'm the branch. And she's been handing out receipts for people with maturity dates, uh, an amount that you can get out, and... The signature that says Bonaventura Halavi, but her name is Alessandria. Also, I think it's really kind of cute that you have only one branch, but you're a tree person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I found that delightful. Thank you. Uh, unintentional, but good pun. <laughs> yeah. The asthmatic preteen human from earlier walks up and says, holding out a ticket. I've had my 500 golden for a month. It says that it'll be 540, but I checked and there was only 520. So I want to withdraw my money. Uh oh. Alessandra responds to Luke, the wheezing human. Withdraw your money. Uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, you can't do that. I mean,. Once the maturity date of your investment arrives, we can discuss it then. And in general, our clients are encouraged to roll over the principal and the profits to reinvest. Are you sure you want to cash out now and lose money? Luke says, oh, and everyone do an insight check. Oh, zero. <laughs> 13. Oh, so surprisingly, 23. Ooh. Damn. All right, so the only person... We had one person previously suspecting this was a scam. Right now you're paying attention to Malachi. This is not the moment of enlightenment. Such a pretty bird. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, Wing, this is possibly your moment of enlightenment where, enlightenment, where you are noticing that something's not right here. The preteen human boy has severe shortness of breath chest tightness his face is contorted in pain and his breath is dragging in and out as he wheezes you think he is having a panic attack 
and possibly his asthma is closing his airway. Uh, and and then we've got Cecil, who just thinks this is all fine and dandy. <laughs> That's where you guys are at right now. I mean, I'm upset about the boy. You oh, you didn't notice the boy. You're oh oh, oh signing then paperwork. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, oh no, little little asthma boy who steals purses every now and then. Are you okay? <sighs> He's like trying to get air. He's gasping, wheezing. Oh, don't worry. Uh, Nugget is trained in CPR. Nugget, I will place Nugget on his face. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, have Nugget do a persuasion check to see if this is perceived well. What does Nugget look like? How big is Nugget? Uh, he's about the size of a fat cat, and he is golden. Uh, he is not trained or skilled in anything. So, <laughs> so roll a flat d20. All right, then. <laughs> Uh, seven. It's a lucky number. Well, so... <laughs> with a seven. Did you know that some people are allergic to nuggets? <laughs> he's not actually a cat. He's only the cat's size. But he does have skills. So if you're allergic to reptiles, I guess, then yes. Yeah, it's the dander. It's the invisible skin powder that <laughs> that causes... Luke has stopped breathing. No, Nugget, you have to blow into his mouth, not suck it out. I just... Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll take Nugget off and I'll try to perform CPR. <laughs> Please do a medicine check. I am not trained in medicine, but this would be fine. I'm going to lose an orphan. Oh, no. So I'm watching this happen and I'm like, I say, mm, how do you think he's going to get his beak to be able to do CPR? And I just put my hand up to my chin and I want. So what I do, <laughs> I place my, I open his mouth, place my entire beak in it, close his lips around my beak, <laughs> and start blowing. It was a 13 for medicine. That's above a 10. It works. <laughs> that is disgusting. Bird CPR is best CPR. <laughs> the, the pressure opens the airways. It's not pleasant, but he can breathe again. <laughs> and it blows out the dander. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We almost lost an orphan. Oh, don't worry. There are many orphans in the world. <laughs> Great. I can know. At this point, the other two have noticed that you have just saved this orphan's life. The orphan who is having a panic attack because they can't withdraw their money. And the entire crowd's mood has changed. Everyone is much more somber. How do you two react? I say, wow, that was amazing. And I go over to the boy and I said I've never seen anyone fit that much Kenku beak in their mouth before that was incredible you may have a real future in Kenku swallowing which is fun and uh, very popular in the south oh, Wing what were you doing to this orphan that is a minor I believe just because you're 15 does not mean that they are fair game <laughs> Oh, where I come from, uh, people dying is automatically giving consent to save their life. So <laughs> I don't know where you were raised, but that's how I was raised. He sounds like a necromancer to me. A necromancer or a necromancer? Necromancer. Mm. Yeah, that's probably ah. it. <laughs> Those are words, yes. 
I had a closed upbringing. <laughs> so, what what induced you to be almost dying, young man? She can't give me my money back. Oh, I don't believe that. She can't. She makes 8% per month. She has a guarantee. And then you look over at Alessandria and you do an insight check. Cecil. I rolled a 19. That's very high. She is bone white. She's never almost killed someone before. This is the first time for her. Um, and. Oh, first time? First time. And she looks like she's going to cry. She's also like 11 or 111. You're not sure. Oh, my. It seems that the excitement here has gone to our friend Alicia over there. Let's go see what's going on with her because I'm sure we can settle this out. It's guaranteed. She even said so. I have it written down on this paper here. (laughs) And because your insight was so high, the final light bulb in the group goes off when at the word guaranteed, she vomits. (laughs) Oh my, maybe she ate something. (laughs) Are there any elf logs in there? Not that I want to scavenge it. I just am curious. She Hmm. does say she has connections to the Sea Scouts. There are no cookies in the vomit. Um, I'm doubting if she has connections to the Sea Scouts now. <laughs> I know I can't stop eating them. I also vomited a few times today, and it can be embarrassing. It can be. Uh, Sinclair will go up to Alessandria. Allie, can, can I call you Allie? Listen, I hate these big institutions as much as you do. Trust me on this. There's a reason I don't bank. But you can't promise crazy returns like that. And not expect people to see through the crap. Why don't you give this kid back his money, if you can? I I can't. The Sea Scouts aren't funding this. I, 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 I... And then she, like, kind of like if you've ever seen a drunk person pull themselves together. Uh, she pulls herself together. And she's like, no, no, the Sea Scouts aren't funding this. That's right. That's right. Uh... The fire-breathing kittens are, and they're in Nicomoy, so I'm going to have to go to them and get the backing, and then I'll come back. Well, I'm from Nicomoy. We could go together. <laughs> oh, no. Do an insight check? I rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me. It's always safer to travel in numbers when you're on the road. Okay, do a persuasion check. You should be careful to Ellie. This man said he was doing a swindle earlier, so I don't know if you can trust him. Oh, I wasn't inviting him. I was inviting Alice Sanders. She's the one who's going to guarantee this nice man's investment. All right, now, I rolled a 22 on my persuasion check. I'm very charming. <laughs> she nods and says, yes, let's go to Nicomoy. Hmm. And then, wing, Sinclair, are you going to let Cecil and Alessandria walk away with, I mean, wing, with your four silver? <laughs> that how this is gonna end i'll watch out for it wing and honestly i feel a little upset that anyone would what has she done to make it seem like we should not trust her uh i'm just going to point at uh our poor asthmatic orphan she not didn't give him asthma <laughs> that is something it's an unborn that, condition it, it is it's probably genetic he should blame his parents if anybody <laughs> he can't he's an orphan see 
then he should blame them double yeah. for being an orphan as well. They, they sound pretty terrible. He's probably lucky that they abandoned him because, I mean, they gave him asthma and then they abandoned him, so they sound like <laughs> terrible people. I'm sorry. Uh, Wing would like to see if Luke is okay now or if he's going to, you know, die again. Because of your assistance, he will live. <laughs> okay, good. Without I mean, your assistance. I mean, f- Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, I saved a person. Nugget to hear that? We are heroes. Yeah. First time. One out of one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have to find fire-breathing kittens anyway. If they're a Nikamoy, we can all tag along. Ooh. The suggestion for everybody to tag along causes a certain facial expression to flit across Alessandra's face. Wing, you do an insight check. I am good at those. I said 22. Okay. Uh, that was very high, so I'm going to have you do your choice of intelligence check. So any skill that involves intelligence, you can pick it. Uh, the look on her face is prompting you to think. Hmm. Every single one of my intelligence checks is at a zero, so it does not matter. Okay. <laughs> but it is a natural 20. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Natural 20. Fire-breathing kittens have tattoos. Oh. I did. I, I in in person. I, I did not know that yet. I guess you did. You it so. was it was a little tiny nugget of information. Haha, deep in your brain. Ah, it was nugget whispering in me ear. Yeah. Oh yes, you are right. Nugget. They have tattoo. Little uh, flower person. You uh, you say you work with fire breathing kitten. Do you also have? Oh, I, you probably don't have tattoo. Do you have a carving in your bark somewhere? That's uh, that's fire breathing kitten logo. And the gig is up. She, Her shoulders drop as she breathes out a deep breath. She knows that she, she tried the Sea Scouts. That didn't work. She tried the fire-breathing kittens and got caught there, too. And now she admits, oh, Okay, I'm sorry. You're right. I, I don't have a tattoo. All right, I'm not a fire-breathing kitten. But I work for one. <gasps> I 100% believe the second part. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Bonaventura Halevy. Those are words. <laughs> Can I do a, a history check to see if I un- remember that one? Yes. Because I, I am from Nicomore. Well, I rolled a six. Okay, you don't remember Bonaventura Halevy from any fire-breathing kitten stories you've ever heard. Hmm. No. Doesn't ring a bell. I am trying to sign up with fire-breathing kittens, so if you can uh, kindly tell me where they are, then I can sign up with them. They seem to be paying people to find stuff, and I'm good at that. Well, like I just said, we're going to go to Nicomore, and that's where they're based out of. So if you want to come, we'll settle out this whole bank thing, and my f- and we'll go and we'll meet Bonaventura and do that. Yeah, it's in Nicomore. Do you want to come with? Oh, he's not in Nicomore. Oh, is he at one of their satellite offices? Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. It's that satellite office in the harbor. And that sounds that sounds weird. Do you mean on a boat? Yeah, I, I, I. Yes, they're they're on that boat in the harbor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, the SS not my daddy's boat. Hmm. And you can see that she she is like gathering up the papers, and she's got something in that briefcase, and she's like trying. She's doing a sleight of hand check. Oh no, honey, no. And <laughs> you all. <laughs> see her put a book in there real sly 
but very obviously. Could I make a sleight of hand check to sleight of hand it away? Yes, you can. Oh, honey, no. Uh, that's a seven. Your hand gets caught in the briefcase, you yelp, Ow. and she notices that you are trying to sneak the book out. Oh, terribly no, you, sorry. No, that's, that's mine. I'm sorry. No, you can't have that. You didn't need to slam it on my fingers. That's just rude. <laughs> you were trying to steal her book, Mr. Swindleman. I was trying to look at the book. There's a difference. Well, look with your eyes, not with your hands. It's very magical and cannot be trusted in the wrong hands. Well, these are the right hands. No. Still, even though you slammed your briefcase on them, they're still the right hands. No. I think we could all agree there is only one pair of hands here that are the right hands. Give it to Nugget. <laughs> He'll protect it. Uh, have Nuggle do a grapple check, which is a strength check, or a sleight of hand to try to get in that briefcase, because it didn't get to close all the way because of somebody's fingers. Howie. Okay, well, the, the grapple will be very bad, but I think maybe sleight of hand. You can maybe squeeze in there, because he's not that big yet. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, it's a 16. Nugget now possesses the book You Can Too by Bonaventura Halavi. The front cover is the big words, you can too, and the back cover is a giant face. It's a man's face. Is, is, is Nugget now en enchanted by this magic book? <laughs> Nugget is staring deeply into the eyes of Bonaventura Halavi. Nugget has um, found a person that they like looking at. Oh no, is, what is this feeling? <laughs> it is not feeling good. Why is he looking at that other person? This is a new experience. I have I have to take a time out for myself. <laughs> and with that, Alessandra yelps and goes, No, my book! It's a signed copy! <laughs> I, I imagine uh, Nugget running with the book in his hands, like around, or probably in his mouth, like around the street while she's chasing him, maybe. <laughs> yes, and yes. And she's 11, so you can't really catch a cat when you're 11 or a small dragon. It's There's a clear winner here. <laughs> if you guys have ever seen the dog snatch the GoPro, it's just like that. <laughs> Nugget number one. Hooray! Taking all bets. Uh, I am putting three to one odds that the child will give up. I attempt to help her. This is terrible. You stealing her book. Though I should talk, I no, no, that today. that was Nugget. I'm innocent. Yes, he has the right hands. Look, they're tiny, so they must be right. I would like to make an acrobatic check to see if I can catch this guy. Okay, let's. I want to prance around and jump and flip. Oh, <laughs> but I rolled a nine. Well, what was Nugget's acrobatics? We're gonna do opposing uh, acrobatics. Sure, it's a four. Okay, so with a nine, you dive down like a baseball slider heading towards the base on the on the dirt. It's not pretty, but you're doing it. And with a four, cats stop to groom themselves. I imagine that nuggets do as well. There's a, a mild jump at the end, but it's not enough. And Cecil, you possess one nugget and one you can too, signed copy by Bonaventura Halavi. Okay, well, I immediately separate nugget's mouth from the book and I'm Put him back on the ground and I say, now go back to your master and stop taking other people's property. And I start to, I take the book and I hand it back 
to my friend. I'm like, here you go, young bank lady. You take this and you put it right back in your briefcase. The book is uh, overwhelmingly moist. <laughs> I rolled for moistness. It was pretty high. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. She looks very concerned about that. Like, more concerned than a person should be. Like, usually if people are kind of upset when their possessions get damp. This is like a fear. I'll I'll be nice. And I will cast uh, Prestidigitation on the book to clean it. Uh, the relief is more than a person should feel over just a possession. All right, Ali. I'm not going to lie. I don't care that you were trying to swindle these people especially fellow children, but is everything all right? You seem a little on edge, a little more concerned than you should be. And we're going to do a check-in with the crowd. So, so far, the crowd has seen one person trying to withdraw their money and being told no, uh, a, a weirdness with a, a dragon chasing and book snatching, and her gonna leave for Nicomoy and like all this stuff, and the crowd has become irate. So before she can explain what is going on, it's kind of like commoners with pitchforks, where the mood has turned sour, and you all notice that the children around you are picking up stones and getting real testy. And she opens her mouth to say something, <laughs> and dexterity saving throw. Oh, that was a okay. two. That was a two. And yeah, a lunch milk hits her in the head. Uh, well, uh, Wing grew up in a circus, so he's very familiar with, with actually uh, angry crowds and pitfalls. So I recognize this bad scene immediately. I would like to run, pick up Alessandra, and keep running. Okay. Success. She's we got 11. to go. You can't, you, she's... Not able to. <laughs> you you win. I mean, <laughs> you pick her up. I mean, I'm like I'm like five feet tall, so maybe she might even overpower me. I don't oh, know. I'm gonna have a roll a grapple check. You roll. A, oh, that was a natural one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, the dice did that, but I was rooting for it. But yeah, you have one Alessandria, <laughs> Cecil Sinclair. How do you react? Wings booking it over that way. Hey. Oh my god, young bank woman! Alessandra! And I run after her. Well, after him, I guess. Oh, Malachi, I'm beginning to think there's no fire-breathing kittens here. But she is our only lead. I'll follow as well. And Wing, where do you take her to? Oh, uh, I'm probably running in a blind panic because angry cows usually end with putting things on fire. Uh, uh, let's see, fire... Oh! I gotta go back to the to the water's edge because fire doesn't like water. Noted. You are at the water's edge. You have outrun the crowd, and you are now there with Alessandria, Cecil, and Sinclair. Yeah, we are faster than children. We are born heroes. <laughs> Especially Luke. <laughs> oh, oh no, Mister Birdman! Why did you run away with Young Bank Lady? At this point, you figured it out, by the way, Cecil. You passed your insight check. So you know something's not right with her. Well, but we still can't just kidnap her. Well, what seems to be going on? Because I feel like maybe Mr. Swindle isn't the only one doing a swindle on this. Are you also doing a swindle? Not me. Oh, I thought people were confessing. I could teach you. 
<laughs> I feel you are a bad influence. I don't know. <laughs> I'm an excellent influence. Maybe. I believe you now. You convinced me. <laughs> uh, I, I put Alessandra down on, uh, on near the water's edge. Not in the water. On the water's edge. Uh, Alessandra, we need to hear the whole truth from you right now. Now, come on. Just sit down and you tell me and, I, and, and it'll be okay. All right? Persuasion check. I can make that. <laughs> the wing will uh, mimic a very deep authoritarian voice. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. As if he has heard that before. Nice. Roll with advantage. He gave you oh. the help action. Oh, that's fantastic because I rolled a five the first time, but I rolled a 13 the second time around. Okay. It's above 10 and she's kind of done with this. So, <laughs> um, all right. I'm not a sea scout. I'm not a fire breathing kitten. I, I'm just Alessandria Ashcroft and I'm sick of being 111 years old with out the right to open a bank account. Just because I look 11 years old doesn't mean I am. Do you need a bank account, sweetie? Well, not anymore. I've become wealthy beyond my wildest dreams because of my, uh, well, long story short, it's shaped kind of like a pyramid. Uh-huh. It wasn't my idea. I was like, I should get some help with this, right? Because if you're going to make your own banking system, you should get some help. So I had this book. See? And she holds up You Can Too by Bonaventura Halavi. Mom was telling me, you've got to be careful with those druid textbooks. You can fall right into them. Try reading something else every now and then. I picked up a used copy of You Can Too, thinking it was the safer choice. But then the author's voice was in my head. And we got to chatting, and that was unusual. He said, flip to the About the Author page. See those round, concentric circles there? Lay the book flat on the ground, magic circle face up, he said. So I did. And he stepped through it, emerging from the book. It was a bit surprising, but he was a very nice adult. He said he'd help me. We got to chatting, and eventually shook hands and made a deal to start a business together. And he said that if we signed the book together, see? the signed copy, that he could come here and help me and organize. And he's so good at business. He's so smart. He knows all the numbers. Wow. All right. So how do you know that they're a fire-breathing kitten? Oh, he said he worked with them. Can you take us to meet this man? Or does he live in the book? Oh, oh, he does not live in the... No, he came here after I signed it. It was so great. Right. Yeah, uh, he lives on that yacht, and she points, you guys are at the water's edge, she points at the yacht. Oh, okay. He's so good with money. He's got that yacht now. So if he just signed this book, he will come to us? Okay. Can I write my name in the book? (laughs) She gives you a pen. Okay, let's see. I will scribble something down, because I don't know how to write, but I will scribble something down and think it is my name. I think that works. Oh, nothing happens. I will take Nugget's paw and draw on it with the pen and then push the paw on the paper. There, now it's signed. Oh, no. Oh, dang. Oh, no. A voice appears in both of your heads. Hello. Thank you for calling Bonaventura Halavi. How can I help you today? Are you related to a ghost I knew from uh, from my circus days? He also talks in heads. It's possible. I have a lot of cousins. Ghost cousins. I do not. My name is Wing, and this is Nugget. 
say hi nuggets in your mind? <laughs> I guess nugget nugget can think, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're about to find out. <laughs> hi nugget. So you've signed a deal with me today. That means that you will exchange one soul for one wish of your choosing. What would you like? Ah, those are words. Um, <laughs> Mr. Voice and Hurt, is a soul something you kind of need? Or is it okay for me to just give it? No, you're not using it right now. Oh, then it's useless. Okay. <laughs> and uh, by the way, you're also speaking out loud as you're thinking this in your head, just so that your friends have a chance to save you. Oh, yes. <laughs> you both hear that. So this, this is bringing up a little bit of a memory for Sinclair. Uh, no, 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 wing. Stop talking. Stop talking. Uh, <laughs> sidebar. Um, I'm, I'm appointing myself as wings representative in this transaction. I would like to speak with my client just for a moment. Whoever you are, strange, disembodied voice that Wing is speaking to that I can't hear, time out. Wing, tell them that if they didn't hear me. Uh, Mr. Foisinet, uh, one moment, please. I have a second line. Hello? <laughs> Bonaventura says, Oh, if your friend would like to speak to me, please sign the book. Okay, he says sign this book. Mr. Voice? Or Mrs. Voice, I'm not going to assume. Uh, I'm already spoken for, I believe. Wing, don't do it. He says he is spoken for and he doesn't want to do it. Well, then I can't grant your wish. And it's a guy's voice. I'm just not good at voice acting. <laughs> I believe he is a, a masculine voice. Yes. Okay, this is a weird game of telephone. Okay, I'm, <laughs> Miss, Miss, Mr. Voice, I'm just going to put you on hold. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> I told Sinclair. So what is all this about, about you representing me? Oh, uh, yes, I'll happily do so. Thank you for asking. This is very confusing. Uh, don't take the deal. Is this is this another one of those swindles? No, no, this is me trying to keep you from getting swindled now. I've gone from swindler to anti-swindler. It's another hat I can put on. Those are words, yes. All right, uh, okay, he says I have to give, give my soul for something. Should I do that? No. Okay, Mr. Foisenhat, I have been told to not give you my soul. Thank you very much. Oh, well, that's too bad. If you would like a wish, just let me know. I'll be here. Oh, uh, Mr. Sinclair, he wants to give me a wish, which sounds pretty good. Uh, do you want to give up your eternal freedom and servitude? Oh, that does not sound good. Okay, Mr. Foisenhat, I do not want to give up my eternal freedoms, apparently. Uh, but I still would like to wish. Can I get it anyway? Well, no. Okay. He says I cannot get it. Well, that's very rude of him. You shouldn't do any more business with him. I would just hang up. Okay. I have been told to hang out now, voice and head. Uh, it was very nice talking to you. Good day. Uh, click sound. <laughs> and there's a dial tone. All right, that was fun. <laughs> click sound. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do today? I almost sold my soul. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
just to be clear, were, were you trying to sell your soul, or were they interested in your Nugget soul? Oh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not I don't speak for Nugget's uh, soul. He is his own person, right, Nugget? I stare at Nugget very suspiciously now. You didn't rat us out, did you? Did you betray us? What have you done? Maybe Nugget wished for some food. <laughs> did Nugget accidentally sell his soul for food? <laughs> Wing, you know this creature better than I do. Does does it seem different? Does it have murderous intent in its eyes now? Do an insight check on Nugget, Wing. <laughs> All right. It's a 22. Wing looks the same, but how would you notice if you still had your soul or not? I'd like to do a religion check and see if drakes even have souls. Whoa, do <gasps> a religion check. All right, here it how, comes. How dare you, sir? I rolled a 16. I want to know if that scary little man has a soul or not. Wing, does Nugget have a soul? It's 100%. He is perfect and a full person. How dare you? <laughs> That's what you think, Cecil. It seems he, he has, does. He has, unlike dogs. <laughs> also, he has a, an average day's worth of murderous intent in his eyes, so nothing has changed. How safe does that make me? I mean, do, do you fit in his mouth? I'll, I'll stick my finger close to his mouth just to measure it. Nom. Ah! It's twice. Okay, I think I'm relatively safe. See, it's no problem. I, I, I think at that moment, Nugget sees like a, a, maybe like an ant or something and hunts it down and kills it to show his intense murderous intent. <laughs> he is strong warrior in his tribe, which is a tribe of two, me and him. So what do you three think of just heading over to the boat? Because over the phone... Astral Network. I'm not sure what that was, but it seems like they're more interested in trying to take from us than uh, tell us some information. Well, I've never been on a boat before, so it would be fun. I, I could go. I'm, I'm a pirate. <laughs> I often spend time on boats. <laughs> Maybe I should sit at the back, though. Alessandria asks, Are you going to fight Bonaventura? No. No, no, no. Oh, good, because, yeah, he would kill you. He's a devil. What is devil? Oh, like a literal devil with a pitchfork. Yeah. You would not win. Oh. Oh, people with pitchfork are not good people. They burn down your stuff. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah. She shakes her head and says, there's no way to beat him. I don't hmm. want to fight him. I just want to talk to him and see if we can get to the bottom of this whole story, because there are some ends of this string that I cannot just seem to get tied up right <gasps> maybe if we have a spare soul somewhere we can trade it with him do any of you have a spare soul somewhere I only have the one maybe we can go buy one is this something you can get in the shop probably not although wait Sinclair's I know I know I know we can we can ask the the sea scouts because I saw one at the pier, and she had a necromancy handbook with her. So I wonder, maybe if the Sea Scouts are doing something nefarious, they could maybe trade us a soul. And we could get some more elven logs. You also called me a, a, a necromancer. Is he also a necromancer? Not a necromancer. A necromancer. I have uh, no idea. Allie, how do you feel about getting some cookies for us from the Sea Scouts? Okay. 
and she heads off. She hasn't waited to hear where the Sea Scouts are or how many cookies, but she does seize this chance to wander away. <laughs> All right, we'll be right Such here. A nice. <laughs> She's Such a nice person. She gets us cookies. Yeah, she's gone to buy cookies. Air quotes. Well, Sinclair, the player, realizes the mistake they just made. <laughs> Sinclair, the character, just thinks, oh, well, good. She's turned a new leaf. <laughs> Again, for a tree person, I find that hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it would be rude to ask them for oatmeal raisins since they are a good berry dryad. Is that asking them to eat a relative? If I can, I should say. I don't know. I think you should stick with the elven logs. Oh, all right, all right. I just, I'll get the raisins when she isn't around. Yeah, nothing wrong with eating your relatives. It's fine. Let's I have go questions. Votes. <laughs> That's a lot to unpack there, Mr. Birdman. <laughs> I don't... Come on, Nuggets. There's a boat over there. Let's have a look. (laughs) Wait, can you swim? We will find out, I think. Yes, please describe. How are you getting to this yacht? Oh, is it not, like, docked? No. Oh. It sounds like it's moored. Mm. Well, we could get a water taxi. Ooh. That sounds fancy. Uh, yeah, although I would need someone else to maybe help me afford that because um, I invested all my money recently into uh, a bank uh, pyramid scheme and I'm waiting. I have to wait two more months and then I'm going to have my six silver going to be seven silver. I'm going to probably roll it over, though, even with with the profit so I can continue to make money because otherwise it's just leaving it on the table. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's two solutions to that. Uh, the first is you find some people to invest in you, and then you can invest in Allie. Hmm, like a downline kind of a situation. I hear exactly. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it trickle it down. Hmm. <laughs> or, or Allie should be back any minute now with some Sea Scout cookies, and we open our own rival stand, and we'll sell them in smaller packages, but for an overall greater profit. Like, say the Sea Scouts are selling thirty for a gold piece. We'll sell three for, or no, 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 no. We'll sell, uh, I'm trying to think of the exchange rate. Isn't math hard? How many silver pieces go into a gold? Ten. Ten silver pieces? Okay, we'll sell two for a silver piece. We'll be making a 50% profit. Hmm. And then, with enough time, we'll be able to afford that water taxi. (laughs) All right, I'm in. Let's do it. Where are we going to get the cookies? Well, Allie, she should be back any minute now. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do your choice of intelligence check or saving throw, Sinclair. Uh, I'll do an investigation check. That's 17. She's not back yet. And you think to yourself, did I tell her where the cookies were? And you, I guess what's investigation? You look around for clues. You look around and you see, because you're on the water's edge, the sea scouts on the docks. And then you see the footprints where she walked inland. You know, I'm, I'm beginning to think that I forgot to tell her where they were. And did I even know where they were? I just assumed she knew where they were. Sounds like you got swindled. 
No! I'm starting to think she might not come back. <laughs> well, since our business venture has now failed before we can even get started, I suppose I can play the role of banker now. Ooh, what kind of an investment rate do you give back, and do you have a guarantee? <laughs> I don't have a guarantee. What I do have is capital, though. And I'll pull out my coin pouch and you hear the clinkety-clack of 14, no, 13 now, gold pieces. I heard clanking. Yes. Uh, so, I don't know the first thing about boats. Cecil, how, how do I get a boat? I can help you with that. So let's go down to the dock, and we're going to go to the in the line where there's water taxis, and they just come right up, and there's a man, and he has a, a large pole, and he just pulls you over to whatever boat you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. don't need paperwork or anything? No, this is just in the harbor. We're not going anywhere far. Okay, we're not renting it. There's a man on it. It's like a taxi. Have you ever seen a taxi cab before? Like in Venice. Yeah, except the boat's not long and skinny because that's just dangerous out in the open water. Yes. So that'll be one gold for a day pass on the water taxi for all of you. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Tell me, uh, where do I get such a spiffy outfit of that, you know, fun flat hat and the striped shirt? Well, you see, I had this tailor at my daddy's tailor. So um, his name is Wendell, and he comes to the house on Thursdays. So um, I could ask him if he could make you one. Or I just go to your place on Thursday. I'm free. Well, it's my daddy's place. I moved out. I live in the carriage house now, all by myself. I'm very proud of you. Thanks, me too. <laughs> oh, Wig is dying. <laughs> <laughs> I have my privacy there, and nobody tells me when I can go to bed. And if I can, ha I can have chips for dinner if I want, but I don't because that's not healthy. <laughs> so we'll we'll go to the carriage house on Thursday, and we'll invite the tailor over when he's done with your daddy. That's a fantastic idea. I like it. I'm thinking about getting something new because these brass buttons have started to tarnish and I didn't bring Stanley, my 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 footman with me, so no one's been around to polish them. Also, I think I see a, a scuff on your uh armor there. Ooh. Yeah, I'm assured that um I was assured by a higher power that that Stanley would be able to buff this out because otherwise I'd have to go back to Franklin the armorer and then and, and that's just he's on the other side of town. Well, yes. No, we couldn't have that. Anyway, now we get the water taxi. Let's go out to the boat. Water taximan, please take us to that boat out there. It's the SS, not my daddy's. <laughs> and with their flat hat and striped shirt and pole, that has a paddle at the end, so otherwise you're not going to get out there. All right, you guys make it. to You sidle up slowly with no motor and no sound to the side of the yacht. I'm going to give you an automatic pass on your stealth check because that's a very quiet, sneaky way to approach. What what is, what is the name of the boat? It as, is. As the, is not my daddy. <laughs> there's an answer I want to hear, and I'm hoping I'm right. It's definitely called the You Can Too. Now you know where everybody's bank accounts went. Oh, that that wasn't the answer I wanted to hear. Does anybody have any paint? This boat appears to be mislabeled. <laughs> I'm um, coming through my bag and I'm just not seeing anything that would be helpful here I have a piece of chalk would that help? yes here you go well, thank you uh, would you care to do the honors? 
since you're the one who correctly identified this boat. <laughs> oh, um, I was just kidding. I wouldn't want to damage his personal property. I would feel terrible about that. Also, I don't think we should sneak onto a man's boat, especially a man who is a devil man. So I think I'm going to stand up and yell, ahoy. Okay. Before you, before you do that, please just let me let me do this. And it's it's not damaging his property. It's it's chalk, and we're on the water. It'll wash off in well, a matter of minutes. If it's only chalk, I suppose. As long as it's not one of them permanent. Yes, things. do it. Or, do or, it. Come right. on. Or, Come on. Oh well, this is kind of fun. I cross out, <laughs> I cross out the SS boring business words, and I put in SS. Not my daddy's yacht. All right. Okay, and I forgot to read the description for you guys. A beautiful white multi-story yacht rises three stories above the water. It's sleek and streamlined and looks like it costs more than most houses. There you go. The setting is set. Do I need to make a constitution roll? Uh, oh, yes, you do. I just thought about that. These are DC 13 for you, by the way. They're a variable DC depending upon <laughs> the strength and duration. Oh, guess what, guys? I'm violently ill. (laughs) (laughs) The rocking of this boat has, yeah, made me very sick. (laughs) While he's writing on the boat, Wing is just adding a small drawing of of Nugget with, like, fire coming out of his mouth. Or lightning. Or vomit. Something coming out of his mouth. (laughs) All right. Maybe you could add... Who needs the fire-breathing kittens? Where the lightning-breathing Nuggets? (laughs) (sighs) I'm writing that down. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, over the side, just absolutely retching now because um, of this terrible seasickness that I seem to be experiencing for some unknown reason. Um, as after I finish my my sickness, I yell. I look up at the boat and I yell, and it um, for I yell, oh, mm, sorry, <coughs> and I cough out a little bit of bile, and I ahoy there. SS not my daddy. Ahoy. Because you have made contact with Bonaventura Halavi as this, let's see, man in a business suit with two horns on his forehead wearing a really nice custom cut suit. Uh, and he's got, uh, you can't see that. He was like bends over the railing to peer down at you guys and recognizes Wing. Because you spoke to him earlier. And so he calls out, Wing! My friend, how good to see you. So, are you new recruits for the bank account system? And he's holding a kitten in his hand. And you can see, even from down here, that there are crates towering over and behind him on the deck. Uh, no, we are not here to join the bank system. We are the Lightning Breathing Nuggets, which is a subsection of the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild. Well, then what are you here for? Could we come up on your boat? Because we wanted to talk about um, the bank scheme, actually, and we were hoping that, that we could maybe clear a few things up. We met um, young bank woman. Her name's Allie. Come on now. I, I really enjoyed that young bank woman, though. <laughs> Yes, Alessandra Ashcroft. He tosses a rope ladder over the side so that you can all climb up and join him. And uh, DM's a little worried because you guys are heading to the TPK ending. <laughs> DM is a little worried, but that's okay. All right. Don't we just so- have to stay on his good side? 
I listen. I'm not gonna fight this this devil man. I just wanted to talk to him <laughs> calmly and reasonably about this banking, and tell him about the asthmatic little boy that we saved and all, and all this, just to see what happened. Okay, there's a rope it, ladder. It's gonna be okay. I climb up the rope ladder. <laughs> Wing is holding up the tarot card that they drew for this episode, which was the death card. I did tell them all listeners before this adventure that one of the five possible endings was them all dying. So they're all like, which, how do we end up there? And let's run towards it, I guess. (laughs) That's literally not what I've been doing at all, but. (laughs) Scott 2022 with a TPK, like every good podcast. (laughs) Oh, I'll read all five endings afterwards. All right. Um, You'll find out. So, there's a rope ladder. Clap, 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 clap. I'll go up it. Malachi, good behavior. This is a fancy boat. Ah, good idea. Nugget? Yes, behavior as usual. (laughs) Fancy boat. (laughs) I straighten my vest. I I also ascend the the rope ladder, and I straighten my vest and make sure that my, my pants are puffed out in the correct way so that I look like a respectable sailor so that he knows that I'm also a man of the sea. And I also wipe off the vomit from my shirt. I'll cast prestidigitation on you to get rid of any bile smell. Oh, thank you very much. It was quite quite powerful and repulsive. The yacht has a different rocking frequency than the travel boat that you were on, which is still parked outside. You paid for them all day. So do another constitution saving throw. Oh, excellent. I I rolled uh, a six. Again. <laughs> I think you're empty but dry heaving. So, um, it's really... Nice to meet you, Mr. Adventure. And I was sort of hoping that you... Help us understand the situation that's been happening in the... Could you excuse me for a moment... No, the t- <sighs> Dang it, Cecil, I just cleaned you up. <laughs> I got most of it over the oh, side. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Did you hit our t- did you hit our taxi boat? Oh gosh. Yes I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, uh, we'll tip you. Now I have to tip him. <laughs> Trigger I'm warning. so sorry. All, all the <laughs> That was a really excellent invitation of vomiting, if I do say so myself. And I haven't even been practicing that. It was very lifelike. (laughs) And note to self, add trigger warning. Audible (laughs) (laughs) The things I've heard this episode. (gasps) I'm going to have you roll a persuasion check with disadvantage. First impressions. Oh, I only got an eight. He doesn't want your soul. You don't know that yet, but (laughs) (laughs) he's good. (laughs) Fair enough. So how can I help you? Says Bonaventura Halavi. The business suit clad. Now you can see that he does have a tail with a triangle at the end. And the cat jumps down and like goes into the recesses of the ship. Hmm. Wing visibly relaxes his stance because that was a feline right there and I am a bird person. So... (laughs) There was some natural anonymity there. Animosity. Oh, I was like a tiny little kitten. I am not I am not a very large person. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, actually, I'm going to let one of my companions explain this because I'm feeling a bit under the weather, if you might have noticed. I see. 
The reason we're here is... Allie. You call her Allie Sandria. We're, we're good friends. I just call her Allie. It seems she was swindling miners. Which, you know, I'm all for making a quick gold piece as much as the next person. But miners, really? I think you and your business associates can do better than that. Shoot for the big fish. Let the miners have a chance to, you know, build their own wealth, and then when they're older and richer, then swindle them. The kids don't have the money you're looking for. Their parents do. Okay, so just to clarify, you're trying to make a persuasion check that his business plan should be adapted to prey upon adults? Yeah, leave the kids alone. Or better yet, go for the banks. (laughs) So propose how this would happen and roll a persuasion check. He says, well, right now the accounts are only desirable because these children can't open accounts at normal banks. Well, make similar promises to the adults. Eight percent? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if the kids are that gullible, I'm sure their parents are too. Make a persuasion check. Oh, that's that's not amazing. That's a mere nine. Okay. Adults are way too smart to fall for an 8% guaranteed return. It takes the idiocy of a child to believe that. Um, excuse me, sir? (laughs) Sinclair will turn and look at uh, Cecil and Wing and stifle the chuckle. Uh, Now, hmm, listen, I think that you need to return the money that you have, you've, you've taken from these children because I do agree I do, that is that is an improper use of your evil business tactics so <laughs> give them their money back <laughs> why would I if you don't return the money I'm going to do something you don't like I'm going to open bank accounts for all those children by myself I want to be their sponsor and open up their bank accounts and get them debit cards and money market accounts so that they can invest their funds because that's the right thing to do. All right, now you're threatening his business, which is more important than threatening his person to him. He grins, and you're a little upset about this, but he's very handsome. <laughs> By the way, your suit is really sharp. Did you go to Wendell the Tailor in Nicomore by any chance? Because it does look like a piece that he's made for me. Oh, no, this is from hell. Ooh, is that that new place downtown? <laughs> yeah, downtown. And he says... <laughs> I'm afraid I really can't have you three tattling on me. Are you sure you don't want to join my side? Your proposal to open up accounts for the children is a great way to get them started and locked into the system young, and your proposal to switch to adults is, well, feasible. You know, you could join my side. You sure we can't make a deal? And this is the point where you guys have to make a decision, party, because you can join up with him. If you do, you will get money. A lot of money. Ooh. Does he is he Ooh, gonna I take do. my soul? Because I yes. need that. The deal is <laughs> your soul for a share at the top of the pyramid. Oh that that is that is. So I need I have I have been told that I don't use my soul currently anyway, so don't make hasty decisions just yet. Okay, so what what exactly does us giving you our soul entail? He said a wish. And if I'm going to be honest with you, Wing, I, I was worried you might waste that wish on something silly, to be frank. But if it's a good investment, souls have value. It's just a matter of how much you get for that value. 
So like ten silver? <laughs> oh, add add several zeros and commas to that. And yes. Um one what comma zero zero zero, zero silver? <laughs> yeah, what is the deal that you have here, sir? Yes, you would receive one million gold each. And what do you get to do with our soul? Well, after you die, you would come serve me in hell. But nothing would happen until you die, and you would have you would have received one million gold. Hmm. <laughs> Wig is very ready to sell his soul now. One million sounds like more than he has ever had. <laughs> Sinclair doesn't know what to do because they kind of are in a deal already, so they don't know what that entails for future deals like this. Oh, is your soul already spoken for? Oh, yeah, uh, and he doesn't I'm want sure. Cecil's soul, by the way. Oh, so he, he, uh, he's not offering the deal to me? No. <laughs> oh, well. Except well, for you, he says. I, I'm good. <laughs> actually, you know what? I'm seeing a very interesting potential character development. Uh, you know what? Yes. I'll take you up on that deal. Okay, uh, and try to sign the book, Sinclair. And I would like to know, is your soul genuinely pledged to someone else? Sindorin and Claire were put into Sinclair. So it's it's a two-soul situation. So that's oh. why I'm like, I'm not sure how it would work. Yeah, choose one to sign away, or 50-50 it. But you don't uh, lose Sin- one of your... Sindorin would... I was going to say, like, so Sinclair, for listeners, is... They were two individuals who made a deal with Heros, the ferryman in Greek mythology, to come back, but they were put in a single body. Uh, Sindorin is kind of a, a greedy, thievy type, so I think he's the one, he's the side that's like, ooh, that's a good deal. Okay. It would be Sindorin. One Sindorin but- soul it is. <laughs> or would he ra- so- assign away the other soul to get the deal? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, no, no, they, they are, they, they are signing it as Sinclair, but this is Sindorin at the driver's seat, so to speak. Now I have a question, Mr. Halley. Yeah. You don't want my soul? No, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm good. I have a very fine soul, <laughs> sir. You what, do. What if I, uh, I made him make- smell better? I can introduce you to my cousin. You can sign a deal with him or her, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like a bit. Of souls. No, I'm feeling a bit upset soul. about this. I feel like, frankly, I'm insulted, and I'm going to march myself. Oh. I know where I'm going. I'm going. I'm going back. Guys. If you want to come to the water taxi, you should come now because I have business to take care of in the bank <laughs> with some children. As I climb down the water taxi, I make another constitution saving throw because I'm going into another <laughs> area. And again, roll less than a 13 and an 11. And so my last, I, I don't, I throw up and I don't even try to get it in the water this time. I just throw up right on the side of his boat. Oh my goodness. Adding insult. Is it right there where the drawing of Nugget was, where he was spraying something out of his mouth? <laughs> it's like a 3D painting now. <laughs> It's mixed media artwork. Mm-hmm. How many signatures is he getting? He's getting one signature from Sinclair. You write it down and it comes out Sindorin. This puzzles you. You're not sure why. 
That's that's strange. Uh, is this still good? Yes, totally valid. Thank you, Wenzel. Wing. So I don't really know how to spell my name, but if I just write something down, is that good? Yes, it's the intention that counts. Oh, yes, I have the intention right here. Yeah. Yeah. Your signature also counts. And <laughs> then Cecil, what's up with what's going on? I'm in the boat. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I have my hands on my hips and I'm waiting for them because they are going to realize that they are making a bad decision in just a minute and they're going to come down this boat and they're going to be thankful that I didn't tell the water taxi man to leave without them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Your deal is complete. You will have one million gold and you guys can leave the boat if you would like. You have a new business partner. You're not going to get murdered by a devil. Actually, here, I think yeah. I think what I'll do is I'll start reading you guys' endings. Cecil, do you want to tell me what you're up to when you get back to town? Yes, as soon as I get back to town, I go march myself straight into the bank in front of that angry mob of children, and I take them in, and I say that I'm going to be the sponsor, and I tell them all about my daddy and his fortune and how I can have huge investments as daddy and the other banks and around the, in, in the goose... So, I forget the name of the country. <laughs> okay. And um, I open all kinds of bank accounts for these little kids, and I help them all put their savings accounts. I get them all the little savings account with the book, and they stamp it, and all they can we we talk about it. The kids about you know being responsible with their money. Ah, uh, I'm glad some good came out of this. I'm gonna read you guys the endings. Yay! <laughs> you ready? Uh, They're all giving me thumbs up, listeners, and you can't see it. Okay. All right. So first up, you're in the water taxi, and a copper drops on your head. A copper penny. Sinclair and wing. And then 15 seconds later, another copper. You would say 15.768 seconds later. Another copper drops on your head. You will both be receiving one copper on your head every 15.8 seconds for 50 years. Yay! Well, buddy. I This is going to lead to some complications. <laughs> it will be a million gold one day. I think I did that math right. It might be less frequent or more frequent, but you guys let me know. I think I calculated out that there's 100 million pennies, and there's 157680000 seconds in 50 years, so that's 15 seconds. <laughs> one copper. All right, so reading out the endings. Okay. All right. Uh, You guys, if the heroes uncover the scam but join it, this was ending number five. I didn't, it's called the villainous ending. I didn't think you guys would take it. Very shocked. Here we go. It's always a possibility that the group role plays as evil. Upon finding out that there was a pyramid scheme going on, you, our heroes, well, joined in. Sign me up, you said. The top tiers of a pyramid scheme do briefly make money after all. You all gain one copper every 15 seconds. Six months pass, and Alessandra leaves town. She and her summoned devil, Bonaventura Halavi, skedaddled, heading off to the next town to continue their pyramid scheme. Some very confused sea scouts were harassed by the victims of the scheme, told to return money they knew nothing about. Well, actually, Cecil prevented that because he's got them leaving the pyramid scheme to do bank accounts with him. So apart from their initial losses... Uh, I guess they would have skedaddled sooner than that. Yeah, alright. Um, feeling bad but not responsible, Ember gave each child a personalized voucher for buy one get one Sea Scout cookies for life. And Cecil, you can have one of those too. Yes! 
One million gold, second box of cookies free. It's about the same. <laughs> the children who had opened up bank accounts with Alessandra and invested their gold never saw that money from her again. But they did have one thing going for, well, most of them, uh, most of them had one thing going for them, is that they were long-lived. They learned their lesson about pyramid schemes, opened up accounts with Cecil, and now they have a safe alternative that's not the pyramid scheme in which to bank. And most of them didn't fall for pyramid schemes again in their long, long lives. So that's good. The exception is Luke. I'll get to him later. <laughs> He's a human. And he has asthma. Okay. Uh, also, I will now create a list of 10 non-player characters who, apart from Cecil, who helps them, but for Wing and Nugget, those 10 non-player characters are your downstream, your downline. These are people that you recruited into the pyramid scheme, and if they ever encounter you in a dark alley, they will rough you up a little bit. If you bump into them or their family members on a quest, they will do their best to thwart that quest. So um, I'm going to say do this for for Wing and Sinclair. Got it. All right. Do you guys want to hear the other endings? The ones that didn't happen? Also, they have money rain. <laughs> yeah, also you have money rain forever. <laughs> well, for the next 50 years. I, I imagine that, oh, I think maybe I'm even dead before that fully transpires because I'm not that long-lived. Oh, that's <laughs> But true. I imagine Nugget is on my head just catching the coins every time. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear endings one, two, three, or four? Sure. Yeah, sure. let's go. Okay. Ending one. If the heroes fail to uncover the scam, <laughs> it's always a possibility. Six months later, Alessandria left town. She and her summoned devil, Bonaventura Halavi, skedaddled. All of the children are just screwed. Most of them live long lives and just don't get suckered by pyramid schemes. Except for Luke, the asthmatic preteen human. He lost his life savings of 500 gold, most of which was stolen from the fire-breathing kittens and other and just commoners. And so, uh, yeah, it's good that that ending didn't happen because Luke would have like been in a really dark place after that with no health and no money. So, Cecil, because you helped those children open a bank account with you, Luke gets the happy ending of being able to save up for medicine and stuff. Oh, good Again. for Luke. Aww. I'm happy for Luke. Yeah. All right. Ending number two. If the heroes uncover the scam, confront Bonaventura and die. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a chance. So this one's kind of a story. I'm going to read it. It's going to take a while. You Okay. They're nodding. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ember the fire genasi sat at her cookie stand on the pier, studying her necromancy textbook like Boltzmann told her to. Because of him, she wanted to become a necromancer and one day resurrect her parents. But the longer someone has been dead, the higher level necromancer you need to be to revive them. So this was going to take some studying. She sat there, reading the book, when her ear picked up some words— the three young gnomes that Cecil saw failing to get hired onto the pirate ship were talking on the pier. We can open up a bank account with Alessandria, one said. Can we have an account? I thought we were too young, said another. We've been alive longer than the entire lifespan of goblins, lizard folk, or bird folk. Sorry, Wing. Why shouldn't we be able to open a bank account? <laughs> Sorry. It's unfair is what it is, said one of the young gnomes. Yeah, let's go open one. And besides, it's safe. I hear it's backed by the Sea Scouts Foundation. They're good people. This'll be fine. Ember pondered what she had heard, confused. 
She was partially in charge of the Sea Scouts, after all, and she didn't remember hearing anything about financially backing a bank account for the children of long-lived races, although it was a good idea. And Cecil, if you'd like some financial backing from the Sea Scouts, you can have it. Yes. (laughs) Had Susie or Oat started this and not told her about it? No, they discussed everything with her. Then who had? Was, Was someone using the Sea Scouts' name? Embers, flames, normally blue, burned vivid red for a second. How dare they? She slammed her textbook closed, scooped all of the boxes of cookies, including elven logs, into a wagon in one go, and set off to get to the bottom of this. Long story short, skip, 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 Ember arrived on the yacht after the battle scene that I had planned out. There were, like, crates that you guys could have hidden behind. The crates were full of straw and little black vials. Anyway... Ember arrived on the yacht to find three very recently deceased adventurers. Figuring that you three were trying to help clear the Sea Scout's name, and that she owed you, she revives you, using her newly learned necromancy spells. She isn't powerful enough to revive her parents just yet, but she can handle some adventurers who died very, very recently. You all woke up to the concerned face of an eight-year-old fire genasi Sea Scout. Bonaventura? was nowhere to be seen. You live to fight another day, everyone. See, you wouldn't have died. That was good. You could have won that fight because inside the crates are these vials of 20 temporary HP vials. So you could have had infinite health. But you didn't open the crates. Okay. Ending three. There's only two left. You guys want to hear second to last ending? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If the heroes uncover the scam, confront Bonaventura, and destroy the book, sending him back to hell. (laughs) Congratulations, you three. You uncovered the scam, confronted Bonaventura, and got out with your lives. That was a very dangerous situation, taking on a horned devil far above your difficulty level. You all really could have died there. But because you were clever and figured out to destroy the book, which uh, I think you sent it to buy cookies, Bonaventura Halevi's link with this plane was broken and he was sent back to hell. Where he fumes, he'll get you one day. But no worries, that's way in the future. Until then, you've got a yacht and you've got some boxes of weird black vials and you've got some very sad young long-lived children. And then I would have asked you, what do you do with the yacht? Are the sad young long-lived investors going to get their money back? Do you report Alessandria to the authorities or let her go? And then you guys... Yep. (laughs) She'll come back with those cookies any second now. (laughs) (laughs) And the very last possible ending. Other than you could have won the fight by drinking the vials, but I thought that was not not, not likely to happen because you guys, who drinks just random vials? So, I don't know. Anyway, but... um, (laughs) Wing is raising their their wing. (laughs) So, last possible ending. If the heroes uncover the scam... Tell the vengeful lament about the existence of a luxury yacht that is departing away from the safety of the harbor and into the isolation of international waters, and the pirate ship attacks the yacht out of view. Ingenious, you thought to sick the pirate ship on the luxury yacht. You watch pleased, standing on the docks, as the deep black, slightly purple sails fill with wind, driving the pirate ship towards the yacht. Immediately after setting out, it becomes shimmery and then invisible, something you can't help but ooh and ah at. Although you don't see it, the vengeful lament invisibly pulls up alongside the luxury yacht. Invisible gangplanks are set out, and the yacht is boarded. After a fierce battle on board, the pirates become a bit wealthier that day. Sure, the young, long-lived race children didn't get their money back, but it was a pyramid scheme. They weren't going to. At least now, no one else will fall victim to the scam. 
returned to hell in a very surly mood, the horned devil Bonaventura Halaby shakes his fist at those pirates and whoever it was who fouled up his plans. He'll find you one day, fire-breathing kittens, and he'll be back for his revenge then. <laughs> ah, but until then, no worries. Anyway, so those were the possible endings. It said you have money rain. <laughs> Money. I think it sounds like we had the best ending because we have money now and the children are okay. Yeah. Everybody wins. <laughs> I like to think that we Luke did got that. to live a happy yeah. life. That was quite nice. I did a good deed. <laughs> we are heroes. <laughs> <laughs> We're the good guys. You can tell because we signed a deal. Two thirds of us signed a deal with the devil for our soul and money Wink. and screwed over some orphans. <laughs> Good and with a stuff. zero, with a zero gold investment, we're now getting paid a million gold over the course of fifty years. That's an interest return rate that I can't even fathom. That's an annuity right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for playing in this adventure, everyone. Joining us today were Cecil. Thanks, everybody. I had a wonderful time. Wing. Come on, Nugget, get the coins, just like that Italian plumber. <laughs> He's got the plushie on his head. <laughs> and Sinclair. Wonderful. Out. It was wonderful seeing you all. Malachi, please. Out. That one missed me. All right. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Goodbye. <laughs> the coins are dropping on his head. Okay. Bye. Bye. Consequences to selling your soul. Something the players don't know. Because why would Bonaventura Halevi tell them? Now, their nails turn black and rotten, and their hair turns a sickly green-white. Level 2. They're currently level 1. Level 2. Over time, their skin begins to break out in rashes and strange growths, forming into occult symbols that marks them as one of the damned. And for the feathered... Their feathers fall out. Level 3. Temples and churches refuse them entry, and healing magic even sometimes fails to do anything for them, which translates into a 50% fail chance from all healing spells. Level 4. Friends and loved ones come down with diseases in their presence and then begin to shun them. And, when they die... They can't be raised, not even by a quick revivify. It just doesn't work. If they ask to be helped, there is nothing anyone external can do. Selling your soul is something between you and Bonaventura Halavi. Maybe you can buy it back if you can get something as valuable. Good luck! My name's Wayne, and I'm one half of the presenting team for the A Midlife Less Ordinary podcast. Join Trev and myself for our weekly magazine show that promises to help you become a cool older dude. We sum up the weekly news, give movie stream recommendations, have interviews with anyone from musicians to taxidermists, encourage people to go outside their comfort zone and make the most of their lives. And most of all, we have fun. Go to amlopodcast.com to find out more. Hi, I'm Alyssa. 
Hi, I'm Amber, and we are the hosts of the AM podcast, K-Pop and More. Are you always on the edge of your seat for the latest comeback, trying to decide if you want to watch the new K-drama? If so, then this is the podcast for you. We're two best friends who discuss the latest in K-pop, K-dramas, and K-entertainment. Join us on the AM podcast, K-pop and more. See you soon.